In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one true God. So today we are here at Pentecost, at the, the great day of the feast. The Feast of Weeks, as it is called in the Old Testament. The end of the 50 days. The 50 days themselves are, as a whole, a feast, which unites both the Passover or Pascha with this day, which unites Christ's resurrection and that full confirmation and transformation of the human being that happens at Pentecost. On the very day of the resurrection, when our Lord Jesus Christ shows himself to the disciples, he gives them the Holy Spirit. Well, of course, these are two different Gospels, two different accounts. One is the account of Luke, which extends into the Acts of the Apostles, in which the Holy Spirit is given on the day, the 50th day, and the other in the Gospel of John, where he gives the Holy Spirit on the day of the resurrection. And it is a difficult thing to understand because we see our Lord risen from the dead as one who is on his way to the Father who is going to lift up from our midst and no longer be seen in the way that people are normally seen on earth. But he has to do this so that the Holy Spirit comes down upon the apostles and does something that can only happen when he is no longer standing in front of them in the way that people normally stand in front of each other on this earth. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that we see working in Christ, extending from Christ. We see him working in the healing of the bodies and souls and minds of those whom he heals. We see the Holy Spirit together with, the, you know, with Christ, bringing his flesh back from the dead. We see the Holy Spirit expressed in the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that they think of him as a prophet, one who has the Holy Spirit. But of course, he's not just a prophet. He is the Son of God. So it's not just that he has to go up so that another person can succeed him as a prophet. But when he goes up and disappears from their midst, 
The Holy Spirit has, has to come down to take that lowly clay, that lowly human earth, and to form it, to fire it, to be not just in the image, but to be actually the body of Christ, who is the image on the earth. Comes, the Holy Spirit comes down to no longer make us look at Christ apart from ourselves. Even when we look at the icon of our Lord Jesus Christ, we're not looking at him as something that's supposed to be apart from us. I'm over here and Christ is over there. Now actually the icon that we should really be thinking of, unfortunately we don't have it in this church, but maybe someday we will. The icon that really shows us where we stand vis-a-vis -vis Christ is the icon where he encompasses us. The icon where, you know, you see him, the Pantocrator, the one who is above and almighty and who really actually holds the whole earth together. The one who has all power to create all things and to encompass us within himself. So the Holy Spirit comes down to make us Christ. And that's why the apostles wait silently, not going out and doing a whole lot of business, not agitated, not running back and forth, but waiting with expectation for this amazing and miraculous gift of the Holy Spirit that they receive, so that then they can go forth and not just speak words, but to be the very presence of the Word of God. And one of the things that the hymns point out to us is that the reason for, that the Bible gives for the, the book of Genesis gives for the, the, the many tongues of mankind, the many languages of mankind, is not that God blessed humanity with a lot of languages, but that God cursed humanity with many languages. Not to say that you know, we should impose one language on everybody. But he says that he came down and he saw the sons of men building their tower because you know, they had to make their own thing and make their mark upon the world so as not to be forgotten, so as to make some great tower of pride, literally a tower the Tower of Babel. The Most High came down and confused the tongues as a sign of what pride is. Pride in the end is not something that makes us like God, 
it makes a multitude of false gods. So the Most High came down and confused the tongues in that story. That's why when we talk about many different languages, if we all spoke a different language at the same time, all spoke a different language at each other, we'd call it Babel, named after that tower. So God comes down to make himself as the Word present. The Holy Spirit is sent down to make Christ present in what we say and what we do. So that here, when we hear the gospel, Christ is present. But not present as something apart from me, but present in me, present in you, present in us, encompassing us, confirming us, making us solid in his image. To make us Christ. And that's why when he comes to the apostles at the resurrection, in the version that we hear in the Gospel of John, he tells them, whoever sins you forgive, they are forgiven. Whoever sins you retain, they are retained. It says, peace be to you. Whoever sins you forgive. And it always seems, I've probably even preached here before about it, as few times as I've preached here that when he comes to give peace, it seems contrary to peace to retain sins. But what is the thing that retains sins? Whether you wish to hear, whether we wish to hear that he is there giving us peace. If we hear that he is there giving us peace, if we allow him to be present in us, then that takes away our sins. But if we say no, then our sins are retained. And that's what the apostles do when they go to a place. They make Christ present. They make the peace of Christ present. The Son and Word of God is there present, making peace. And that is... something that we have to accept and hear and be made solid in. We have to receive that fiery presence of the one who is risen that comes through the Holy Spirit. That fiery presence which transforms us So it is a great thing that the Holy Spirit comes upon the apostles. It's very difficult because we can't say, oh, there's the Holy Spirit, except we know that the Holy Spirit is present in Christ. We know that the Holy Spirit is present in all the saints. We can say that the Holy Spirit is present in the, in the halos, the holiness that is given to all the uh, saints. The Holy Spirit is present in a mysterious way, transforming all of us. The Holy Spirit is present 
in the thing that connects us. The Holy Spirit is present to us because it is in our spirit. Actually, the truest understanding of our spirit is that it is simply the place where the Holy Spirit makes himself present to us. It is simply the place where we receive the Holy Spirit, the mystical, spiritual place where we receive the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, none of us exists. He is the very gift of life to humanity. And as such, he makes Christ present in us. God gives us his spirit, so he is communicating from his inner depths to our inner depths. And our inner depths are connected to everyone else's inner depths. There's no sense that, you know, I am me and I'm separate, and you are you and you're separate. We all have the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit knows us to the depths of our being, to the core of our being, and knows the other person. And the same Holy Spirit is here making us all Christ. Giving us the Word of God. This is why we don't, you know, the same Holy Spirit present us, this is why we don't judge other people. Condemn other people. Because the same thing that is working in them is working in us. And we don't know how it works. We all have a mystery of how the Holy Spirit works in our life. And it's also a mystery how it works in the other person's life. And we are all struggling to understand the peace of God and the power of God in our lives, making Christ present, showing us the power of what he has ascended to, the power of what he passes through the cross to ascend to, which is this union between the Father, this unity between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, this love, this life, this peace. And this knowledge of how the whole world is held together. This gift of the Holy Spirit in me and in you, making Christ present, is the very reason for the existence of all things that we can see and the things that are seen and the things that are unseen. And it is the reason for our salvation. The Holy Spirit is also the reason for our salvation. We under, if we seek the Holy Spirit and we understand how he brings all things together, then we have that peace that is the knowledge of God's love and desire to make the world and to save the world. That comes from the inner, that, that meets the inner depths for me, for you, for the whole church, and for the whole world. 
and makes Christ present in us, not apart from us, but in us. As one image, as it were like a, an image made in clay that is baked in the fire and becomes revealed as it comes out of the fire, or like an image made in gold that you have to put into the fire to, you know, to form it and to, to make it pure of all pollution. So the Holy Spirit comes to us to form us, and to form us all together into Christ. To understand the mystery of our being and the love of God that creates us and saves us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.